All right, a good nerve Shabbos. Today's daf is daf Ayin Hay, page seventy-five in the Heligim Meseches Kedushin, and we are going to go back to the bottom of Ayin Dalid Amud Beis to Tonu Rabbanon, five lines from the bottom of the daf. All right, five lines from the bottom of Ayin Dalid Amud Beis, Tonu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Here we go. Ben Teishashonu Yemechad. If you have a boy. Who's over nine years old? So his his uh, intercourse is considered a intercourse. Younger than age nine, we say it's not called a znus. It's not called a bia. Ger and this nine-year-old boy is a convert of Amoin, Mayov, Mitzrayim, or Edoim, Kusi, Vinosin, Cholol, or or Umamzer. Or you have a case of a kusi nazachol ba'al kahenes who has relations with a kahenes v'al alavia v'al bas yisrael. The halacha is paslua. If the male is over nine years old in any of these categories and they have relations with a completely native Jewish kahenes levia or yisraelis, the halacha is she can never. Marry a Kohen. Okay? Now, um, all these cases, if you look at it on the surface, would seem to be categories of males that are forbidden to her. Because the convert is from Amon, Moab, Mitzrayim, Edaim, or is a Kusi, Nasin, Chola, Mamzer, and they have relations with a Kohen Slavia Yisraelis. So, since it's a forbidden relationship, the halacha is she takes on the status of a zona. A zona is not the way the world uses it as a like a, a harlot. Rather, a zaina is referring to a woman who's had relations with somebody who is forbidden to her, and therefore she has status of a zaina because she had relations with these forbidden men, and she can no longer she's no longer fit to marry a kohen. Rabbi Yaisi says, let me tell you how to break down whether or not this woman can marry a Kohen. And here we go. The way it works is like this. Here's the rule. Kol Shazarai Puzzle. Anyone whose children cannot marry a Kohen, Paisel, causes the woman who he's having relations with to not be allowed to marry a Kohen. So if the child who comes from you cannot marry a Kayan, okay? So I'm a mamzer, my child will be a mamzer. I'm a nusin, my child will be a nusin. That means that anybody who I have relations with can no, also no longer marry a Kohen. Got it? If my child is going to be in this category, that means any woman I'm with is now going to be forbidden to be in this category. And anyone who my children do not carry on from me a prohibition to marry a Kohen, okay? The halacha is, if a woman were to live with me, she may still marry a Kohen. Again, if my anyone whose children enter a category of forbiddenness, Means any woman I'm with is forbidden. Anyone whose children do not enter a category of forbidden to a coin, the woman I'm with is not going to be forbidden to a coin. 
That is how Rabbi Yaisi breaks down the general idea. Rabbi Shimon Gamil Emer, Rabbi Rabban Shimon Ben Gamil says, "Top of today's daf, Kolsha Atanaisa Bitai." Here's another general statement: Kolsha Atanaisa Bitai. Anyone whose daughter can marry a kain, Atanaisa Almanase, you can also marry his widow. So if he has a daughter who can marry a kain, if he dies, you can marry his widow, a kain. Remember, a Kohen, as long as not a Kohen Gadol, can marry widows. And anyone whose daughter is not allowed to marry a Kohen, the Kohen cannot marry his widow as well. Okay, now, let's pause for a minute. We have three parts to this brisa. Three, yeah, let's call it three parts, three different statements. And let's repeat outside. Statement number one was, you have a male over age nine. Amin, Mayav, Mitzrayim, Edim, Kusi, Nasin, Chalo, Mamzer, who has relations with a regular Jewish woman, forbidden. Paslua, apostles her up. She can no longer marry a Kayan. That was statement number one. Statement number two, Rabbi Yaisi says, here's how you know. It says Rabbi Yaisi, and it seems to me he's actually arguing. We're going to see soon how. He says, if your child can't marry a Kayin, now you're, you're, the woman you're with can't marry a Kayin either. Says Rav Shemim Amliel, if your daughter could marry a Kayin, the Kayin can marry your widow. Now the last two statements seem to be basically the same thing, but expressed in a different way. Because the second, again, the second statement was, if my child can marry a Kayin, the woman I'm with can marry a Kayin. And the third statement was, if my daughter can marry a kayin, my widow can marry a kayin. Different that we're calling it a widow as opposed to the woman I'm with. Okay? So ask the Gemara, my Ika ben Tanakama ubein Rabbi What's the difference between the first two opinions, the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi? Amar Rabbi Yechenon, Mitzri Sheni Ika I'll tell you the difference. The difference between them is going to be a Mitzri Sheni. Now let's think about this for a moment. The, the difference. Okay? Listen closely. If you have a Mitzri Shani, second generation Mitzri, who's married to a Jewish woman. Second generation Mitzri, married to a regular native Jewish woman. That child is going to be a third generation Mitzri. Can that child marry into the regular Shidduch pool of Yisrael? Yes. A third generation Mitzri can marry in. But now here's the problem. The mother who married the second generation Mitzri has a problem. Right? Because the second generation Mitzri was not allowed to marry the mother. See, here you have a case where the, the mother, the woman I'm with is forbidden, but the child that I'm having is still allowed. Right? You have... The, the woman that I'm with has a problem because she is married to, she's married to the, uh, the second generation Mitzri. She's puzzled to Kahuna. But the child is going to have a different status than the mother. The child is allowed to marry a Kayin because you're a regular Yisrael. Now let's get into this. And both the whole Machlaikas, both opinions are learned out from the Halacha 
of a Kohen Gadol who marries a widow. How so? The Tanakh Amasavar Ki Kohen Gadol Ba'amana. Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana should be also Ba'aviru Paiso Ba'ajasek when a Kohen Gadol marries an Amana. Marries a widow. It's Aser. It's forbidden. And she can never marry a Kohen now because she got involved in this forbidden relationship. So too, any time you have a woman who's in a forbidden relationship, that woman is usher to marry a Kayin. I'll tell you a different way to learn it out from Kayin who marries an Amana. Just like a who marries an Amana, his children are Chalalim, and his wife also is now forbidden to ever marry a Kayin. Only in a relationship. Where your children are not allowed to marry into Kahuna, also is he going to passel them up? Lafuke to exclude Mitzvisheni, the case of Mitzvisheni, which is unique again because this couple has a problem, but the children don't. She'ain Zari Pasel, the children are going to be permitted to marry into the regular Kahal, Damakra. How do I know? Because says the Pasel, Banim Asher Yivaldu Lahem Dar Shlishi, the children that are born into the third generation, they Yavay Lahem Bekal Hashem should marry into the regular uh, Shidduch pool of, uh, of Klau Yisrael, and therefore, the, um, the, uh, uh, if, if you're going to follow the child, even the woman who you're with should also be fit to marry a kain, Because your children are fit to marry into Kahuna, because they're third generation, the, woman, the wife should be fit as well. Anyone whose daughter can marry a Kayan, you can marry his widow. Because she and anyone whose daughter a Kayan cannot marry, you cannot marry his widow either. A Kayan cannot marry his widow. What's the difference in the last two opinions? A convert of Amin and Mayav is going to be the Nafkamina, and let's explain. The child are chalal, and the woman becomes puzzle as well to marry a kaya. So too, anytime your children become puzzle, they become chalalim, also puzzle. It's going to make the wife of somebody who converts from Amman and Mayab Usher to marry a Kayan because the children cannot marry in either. Right, you understand? You have somebody from Amun and Mayav. The Allah is they're Jewish, completely Jewish. They converted, but they're not allowed to they're not Layavikal Hashem. They have to marry amongst themselves. Amun and Mayav. So their children are unfit to marry Kayhan. Okay? So a wife, a, a, a woman, let's take a regular Jewish woman who marries a convert of Amun and Mayav is going to be Usher to marry a Kayan. Why? Since the children will also be Amin and Mayav, that can't marry into the Kahal, she's now, uh, even if she becomes a widow, she's not allowed to marry in. He agrees to learn out from the laws of Kahan but he says, she calls her a puzzle. He says, but a Kahan Gadol marries an Amana, all of the children they have together are Chalalim, and they're not allowed to marry into Kahuna. This applies to males and females. Um, which excludes right? Remember, a convert from Amin Amayav is forbidden to marry into the regular Shidduch pool when they're males. The females of Amin Amayav, for example, Rus Hamayavia, are permitted 
to marry in. Right? The, the prohibition of entering the regular shidduch pool is only on the males of Amin and Bayav. The Nekevas have the Ksheras Lavagal. The Nekevas are allowed to marry anybody. They can marry, they can marry any, uh, any Jew. There's no restrictions at all. Damar Mar, because the Tana taught us, the Torah taught us that only a male from Amin and Mayav is, is uh, uh, forbidden, but to marry into the congregation, but the females don't have that restriction. Omar of Chista says, everybody agrees Isa, by a, a widow of Doh. She is puzzled to Kahuna. Okay, now what does it mean, a widow of dough? So, what is dough? Dough is a mixture of two items, sometimes more. Now, here's how it works. You take water, you take flour. Those are the two basic ingredients to make dough. Once it is mixed together, the water and flour, there ain't no separating it. You're not getting that thing back to water and flour. It's now, it's now uh, one, big, uh, one big mixture. Okay. So almanas isa is when you have an almana, a widow of a situation where it's very unclear what her status is. It's unclear what her status is. Now this could apply to any suffolk, any doubtful, uh, uh, anything that creates a, a situation of, uh, of doubt in her status. Okay. Now, for example, it could be a doubtful situation of who her parents are, maybe a mamzer. It could be a doubtful situation just in halacha, nothing to do with lineage. It could be, maybe we're unsure whether she's married. Her father married her off when she was a katana, and we don't know who the husband is. Or maybe a husband tried to divorce her, this is the case that Rishonim give, and he, try, he gives her a get, he throws it to her, and it, we don't know exactly where it lands. Remember that case, did it land, if it lands closer to her, she's divorced. Closer to him, she's not divorced. So we don't know whether she's a divorcee, not a divorcee. So everybody agrees that when you have a, uh, 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 a woman who's got the status of dough, Shapsula Lekahuna, she's not able to be married to a kind. So let's say you have somebody who's a Safe Garusha. We don't, we're, we're in doubt whether she's a divorcee. So she can't marry a Kayan, because a Kayan cannot marry a divorcee. Man meko bahani tanai, who usually is the most lenient, the most meko in these situations, Rishim Namliol, the Kamar, and Rishim Namliol says, Kol shata naisi bitai, any situation where a Kayan can marry the daughter, Atanaisi Amanasa, you can marry the widow, Kol shata naisi bitai, Atanaisi Amanasa, Lamuta Amai, what's this coming to exclude? Lamuta Amanasisa, Shepsul Lukuna. It's excluding the case of Amanasisa, yeah, the widow of somebody who is, uh, who is uh, um, a doe, the widow of somebody who's doe, let's say the husband himself, we don't know his status, maybe he's a mamzer. Now we're going on the husband. Maybe the husband's a mamzer. So she was potentially married to a mamzer. She's not going to be fit to marry a kayin. mehani tanoi, which excludes the halacha of these other tanayim, the Tanam learned in the Mishra, Hayyid Rabbi Shu of Rabbi Yudu Ben Besera, Alamanas Isa Shakshera Lekahuna. Yeah? Let's say you have a woman who's Alamanas Isa. She was married to somebody who has a, a, a status of doubt. She could marry a Kayan. My time, I have a Sveik Sveika. Sveik Sveika Lekula. Whenever you have a doubt of a doubt, that's too far. There's Sveik Sveika Lekula, and we will be lenient. Wherever you're in a doubt, you got to be strict. If you're in a doubt, 
about another doubt, yeah, but it's called a sveik sveika, then we could be lenient. And this is a very important yesay. It's a very foundational idea, both in halacha and gemara and in life. And it has to do with how far does a person need to be concerned about something happening, about doing an, doing an avera, doing a mitzvah, making a decision, yeah? Whenever you have a case of sveik sveika, a doubt about a doubt, once you're in the third step from your two sveikas, you don't have a concern anymore. But maybe this will happen, but maybe that will happen, and maybe this, maybe that. You have one suffix, be concerned. One doubt, be concerned. Sveik sveika. That's where you, that's where you leave it to the bunch You always leave it to the bunch But that's where it's like, don't worry, stop using ishtadlis as an excuse on something. At a certain point, you could you could uh, throw it onto the Rebbeinu Okay, here we go. Period. We're up to the two dots. Five, uh, f- uh, the fifth medium wide line on Daf Ayin Hey Omod Aleph. Back to the Mishnah. All right, we're at the colon. Here we go. The Mishnah said, "Vadoyin bevadoyin muter." Anytime you have somebody who's certainly forbidden to enter the Yisrael Shiruchu. They can marry somebody else who's certainly forbidden to enter the Israel Shidduch pool. Okay? For example, a mamzer can marry a mamzer. Okay? They're both certainly an issue. We know for a fact they're mamzerim. Two known mamzerim can marry each other. There's no problem. Amr Vidu Marav. Vidu says, name of Rav. Halacha Kareb Eliezer. Kermis Kameh Deshmol Amar Li. The ten groups that we learned at the beginning of the parak that came up from Baba, they're all allowed into various marriages with each other. But you're saying Allah is like Rebel Yezer that, um, that uh, people who are Safi cannot marry each other. He says, I don't, I, I don't like that. And this Rabbi Huda is quoting Rav turns into a contradiction in Rav's opinion. And it's going to turn uh, Shmuel's opinion, as we're going to see, into a contradiction in Shita Shmuel. Each one's going to seem to be, at least initially, a uh, hypocritical, we'll call it, contradict- a contradictory statement. To Idmar, because we learned. Arusa, when you have an Arusa, a woman in the first stage of marriage, a man puts a ring on her finger and she agrees to be married, but they haven't moved in yet. Sheibra, she is now pregnant. Okay, here's the question. Who's the daddy? Arusa Sheibra. Rav Omar, Havlad Mamzer. Rav says, you assume it was not, she's not pregnant from the husband because she never moved in with him. And therefore, besides for her husband, there's another million men who she could have had a baby with. She's a married woman, though. So she's, the kid's going to be an assumed mamzer. Shmuel Amar Avlad Shtuki. Shmuel says, no, the kid has the status of a suffix. Doubt. What we call, learn to the mission is a shtuki. Shh. Mom's not talking about daddy right now. Yeah, we're not talking about the father. So suffix. Rav Amar Avlad Mamzer, Mamzeres. Rav says, this that I'm saying, this kid's a mamzer, is actually helpful. Because I'm giving the status, and now that a mamzer could certainly marry a mamzer. So this kid could marry other, other mamzer. 
other children from forbidden marriages. Shmuel says, no, the kid's just a shtuki. What's a shtuki? Shtuki means, we don't know, we're in doubt. The kid could be legit, he could not be legit. We don't know. And therefore, you can't put him in the same category as a mamzeres, because he might be legitimate. Hence, he's not allowed to marry into the shidduch pool of mamzerim. Now, beforehand, over here, let's talk, over here, Rav says, you cannot, right? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, over here, Rav says that a mamzer is allowed to marry a mamzeres. He has a certain category of mamzer. Okay? Earlier, Rav said that um, a, a shtuki is usher to marry a mamzeres. And Shmuel, we have the same problem. Because Shmuel over here is saying that this child is a shtuki and therefore cannot marry a mamzeres. But earlier he said, a shtuki, even if you're a shtuki, you could marry a mamzeres. So what's a practical nafkamina? What's going to be a difference in halacha over here of the category? You understand? Let's just get the overarching idea. If we could give this kid a concrete name, we know this, who this kid can marry. If we're only putting this child into an uncertain frame of shtuki, this kid's going to be stuck. Can't marry regular Yisrael, you might be a mamzer. You can't marry a mamzer because you might be Yisrael. Okay, well, if there's no longer a contradiction, and Rob holds that the child's a shtuki, and a shtuki cannot marry a mamzeris, and Shmuel holds a mamzer, mamzer kum mamzeris, a tarti lamli. They're just being redundant. They're going to the redundant school of redundancy. Why would they tell me the same thing twice? Answer the Gemara Tzricha. Diet marbaha. If we, if we would have only said the original halacha, Rav, I would say over there, Rav says, Mishun Listen, when you have a single woman who's pregnant and has a child now, the kid says, where's daddy? We say, you know what? Don't worry about it. The kid's not a mom's. You know why? She's a single woman. Any Jewish man is allowed to have relations with her and the kid wouldn't be a mamzer. So, the only people who could have relations with her and turn the kid into a mamzer is an immediate family member. Her mother, her brother, whatever. However, her, her father, her brother, whatever. However, most people in the world are not going to render this kid a mamzer because she's single. Hassam, I will hassam, but in the other case where she's an arusa, she's a married woman. There's only one man out of all the millions of Jewish men that would not make the kid a mamzer, and that's her husband. But everybody else, Rav, majority, would turn the kid into a mamzer. I would say that Rav would have been the shmuel. They could marry a mamzer. And therefore, the Chiddush here is, is telling us twice, Rav's consistent with his theory, whether or not she's married, whether or not she's not married. Okay? He holds, says Rav, the kid is not allowed to marry a mamzeris. Vietmar Bahak, and if we don't give given the case of a married woman, Pahok Rav, I would say that's where Rav says the kid's a shtuki and we're unsure how to handle him. Mishum the ikal mitla baris. Because we can uh, we can say, listen, very nice if you're married. Most of the world is forbidden to you. But there's something else working in her favor. Working in her favor. And that is, she's married. She hasn't moved in. But a married woman, there's a strong assumption 
the daddy is her husband. But in the other case, where we're not done with a married woman, I would say that he agrees, uh, agrees to Shmuel. Therefore, therefore, we need both, uh, both situations. Another way to answer up the possible uh, steer, the possible contradiction, I don't need to switch around their opinions. My mom's the Gamarav, and what does the word Mamzer mean? When Rav uses it, okay, this is fascinating. Listen closely. I love these types of, of things. I'll explain in a moment why. When Rav calls the kid a mamzer, he's not saying that you're such a vaday mamzer, you're a certain mamzer. He's saying that you can't marry into the regular shidduch pool of a Yisrael. Can't enter the regular shidduch pool, okay? Why? Maybe because of suffolk, maybe because of doubt. I'm calling you a mamzer to say, as far as that's concerned, as far as Allah is concerned, I'm going to use that expression. Okay. Now, the reason why this is precious and special, this type of answer, is because it's really letting us in on a truth that happens in many of our lives. We use words, and other people use words, and you think you're having a conversation, and you're not having a conversation. Meaning, we're saying the same thing, and you're talking, uh, you're talking apples and oranges. Mamish, using the same words but completely different definitions. One person is using the definition of mamzer in its most solidified and robust form. Another person is using the same exact word of mamzer in, and it means something completely different. You have people who are waving flags for peace around the world, and you ask them, or don't ask them, because maybe they, they themselves don't know, a person who really wants peace understands what peace means. What shleimus means, shalom. What shleimus means, what, what completion is, when things, are, when things are total. To other people, peace means that Israel shouldn't bomb Gaza. That's it. If Israel doesn't bomb Gaza, that means peace. I, what about everything else? Don't worry, that's not included in the word peace. It's a separate conversation. So you, everybody's walking around waving flags that they want world peace, but everybody means something else. And to bring it closer to home and getting away from the, the, the uh, Mishigasa of the world, we know that in, every, uh, in, in our marriages, in our families, very often we have conversations and, and uh, I, the, the husband could say one thing and the wife has a different, completely different interpretation of what the husband means. So she thinks the husband's saying something and he's not saying it. Or the wife's saying something and the husband's understanding it in a certain way as well. Everybody's using the same words, but it's very possible that in the mind it all means, it all means something else. What does it mean to care for somebody? I only know what the word care means based upon my life experiences of people who have cared for me and situations where I've been able to care for others. I can't know what care means any more than that. You might have a completely different definition of what care means. I could define the word uh, love completely different than you. I could define so many different words and we're having the same conversation and we think, we're, we think that we're in agreement and we absolutely... Uh, and we absolutely are are uh, are not in agreement. We're, we're not in agreement, and and that's what could lead to a lot of frustration in a number of of conversations. And we have to just be aware of this reality, so that if anything happens afterwards, it can help with a lot of frustration. You know, and be like, okay, kaka, I'm assuming we had this, and it allows the conversations to move a little deeper, go past the initial few layers, and forces us to fully understand the uh, the other person's perspective. Says the Gemara Baiter, so Rav. So then Shmuel and Rav have the same opinions. Shmuel says, "What's a shtuki? Shtuki just means that we quiet him up. 
from Hilchas Kahuna. Okay, he's quieted. His, his, uh, his, uh, if his mother was married to a Kayin, so he cannot come and say, oh, I'm a Kayin. No, he can't. He's quieted when that happens. We even quiet him from marrying a regular Yisrael woman because he's a Shtuki and he might be a Mamzer. We didn't Kahuna how much more so? Do we not allow him to marry a Kayin? We quiet him up from the ability to inherit the the uh, potential father's possessions, which means you have a woman who has a child who's a shtuki, and now she has a husband. Is the husband the father of this child, so the child should inherit him if he dies, or not? So over here we say, no, we quiet him up. We say, you have no claim. Says If you don't know who the father is, why should he inherit the property? Says We're given a case where he already grabbed the father's property. It's in his possession. There's a rule when something's already in your possession, if one removes something from your friend's possession, it's incumbent upon you to bring a proof. And therefore, I would say like this, this kid is potentially the husband's son, potentially not. The husband dies, the kid goes and grabs it, it's now in his possession. Is there a chance it's his? Yes! So what right do I have to take it away from him? It's in his possession. If I want to take it away from him, it's coming upon me to prove he's not a kid. And I can't. I don't have a DNA test here. I can't prove it's not his. Over here, this is what Shmuel means, that he's a shtuki. You know what we could say? No. We quiet you up from collecting nichsei uh, bala, from collecting from the, the possessions of the, of the husband. That's the idea of a, of a shtuki. I grabbed it, now you got to prove. No, 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 no. You weren't allowed to grab it in the first place. It's not on us to prove, uh, to prove otherwise. Another approach. My shtuki, what does shtuki mean? It means baduki. It means a baduki. Baduk means you check after him. You have this woman. We don't know if it's from her husband. You don't know if it's from another guy. Says Shmuel, ask her. If she says that the father of this kid is kosher to me, we're going to trust her. That's what it means. Shtuki doesn't mean you leave a kid in this state for the rest of his life. Shtuki means beduki. Check it out. Figure this out. Get down to the bottom of it. Come on. We just quoted the time we learned in the Mishnah. You have a woman who's now pregnant. Unmarried. Again, if she's a married woman, we don't ask a woman who the father is. There's an automatic chazaka, an auto- automatic status that whoever her husband is, is the father. Most relations are going to be assumed to come from the husband. And there's a natural assumption. Again, a woman is a vadai, which some say, this is why when you dive in for someone who's sick, you use the mother's name. Because we know for certain who the mother is. The child came directly from the woman's body. A father is a chazaka. It's a status that we're assuming. The woman she had relations with the father. But it's less of a vadai. But you have a woman who's pregnant and we say, oh, you don't seem to be married. Are you married? She says, no. We say, oh, well, how'd you get pregnant? Who's the father of this baby? And she says, oh, this baby comes from Mr. Kohn. Me'ish pliny the kayanhu. This guy, and, and he's a kayan. We trust her. We don't. We follow Rabbi Gamil that she's trusted. Now, if Rabbi Gamil says she's trusted, 
why, it's already in the Mishnah, why would Shmuel, the early Amira, say that a woman's believed to tell us who the father is? Says Gemara Tzricha. I'll tell you why. Now I want to explain an initial difference that we have to clarify right away as well. And that is that in the case of Rabbi Gamliel, she was single. A single girl is believed to say who the father is. In the case of Shmuel, she's married. Says Gemara Tzricha. If, if I would have only given the case of Rabbi Gamliel Havamina, I would have thought say when she's single. So all the millions of Jewish men out there are all permitted to her, wouldn't make the kid unfit. So trust her. But over here where she's married, there's only one man who's allowed to be with her and all the other millions of Jewish men. If they're with her, cause the kid to be a mamzer, a malay. I would say not to trust her, therefore tzricha. Comes along Shmuel and says that it's not about, we, we don't trust her because she has a chazaka backing her up. We don't trust her because she has a right, majority of men, that it makes sense anyway, the kid's okay. We trust her because we trust her. And that's the added chiddish that Shmuel's adding to her. Regamil said, you say we believe her when she's single, I'm adding in, we believe her, even when she was in Arusa, even when she was already married. Tanya, we learned in a Brisa, a Kusi is not allowed to marry a Kusis. Okay, we're now going to venture on a fascinating uh, topic, which is the status of a Kusi. Okay, now, what is a Kusi? The Gemara itself, is, we explained it when we learned the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to tell us in its own words. My time. Why can't the Kusi marry a Kusis? Amr Let me explain something. The Rabbanon gave the Kusim a status of a Ger who's already been around for 10 generations. Okay. The Tanya. What does it mean, a convert who's been around for 10 generations? What does that mean? We learned the Ger, Adaseradaris, Mutmamzeris. We said, remember, if somebody, a male who converts to Judaism has a much broader Shidduchbu. Because they're allowed to marry regular Jews, as well as into the category of that a Jew cannot marry. So if he finds, uh, if a Ger finds a regular Yichus, Meyuchus, Dika Jewish woman, he can marry her. Let's say he meets a very nice Jewish woman, and it turns out that she has Mamzerus in her lineage. He's not impacted from, he, he's not, he, he's allowed to marry her. He's not forbidden to marry her. He could. A regular Jew, we're going to say no such thing. You cannot, you cannot, you're not allowed to have a A copper, we say, listen, if you're interested in marrying her, we're going to allow that to be. Only until 10 generations. After that, because a person is, your family is so part and parcel of everything, you, we, we can't allow you to continue marrying a mamzeris. In other words, if somebody says like this, somebody shows up and he says, you should know, I know for the past 10 generations, guys learning in yeshiva, no, no question about everything, no question about Judaism. And he, he mamish, he falls in love with the mamzeris. And we say, I'm sorry, sweetie pie, you can't marry her. You can't marry her. And he's trying to look everything, every which way, to find an excuse that he can marry her. Finally, he looks back in his lineage and he finds that 10 generations ago, there was the, the, his great, 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 great grandfather converted to Judaism. He says, oh, look. Yeah. I come from a family of converts. I should be allowed to marry a mamzeres. Says the Bryson, no. No. Sorry. You, you lost your status of convert. 
You're, you, you can't do that. It's going to get too confusing for people. Like, Yisrael, you cannot marry this Ramzeres. You have to enter the regular Yisrael Shidduchbu. But what do you mean? But No. Passion or eight. It's too far back. Yeah? It doesn't even go 10 generations. It's much shorter than that. And that is, as soon as it's not even like part of the conversation that this family converted to Judaism, already then you cannot, you, you're, the mamzer part is already excluded from your shidduch pool. You cannot marry them anymore. Amr Abai Abai says, Me dummy is a similar husband, Gary Yosh Mamzeres Chadosh. Amri Bar Yisrael, who the Kodos of Amzeres, people are going to look, our regular Jews, Mamzeres, Hachi Idibi Dikiyadadinenu. Over here by Kusim, though, a Kusi should be able to marry a, a, a Kusis. Okay? Now, the, here's the deal. The Kusim haven't converted recently. It was a long time ago. And therefore, it was all one generation, everybody converts. And whatever I think about one Kusi's family, I'm going to think about the, uh, the other Kusi's family. <clears throat> and no one's going to ever come to think that it's a regular Yisrael situation. And therefore, over there, we can allow a Kusi to marry a Kusis. Why does Rabbi Lazar say that they cannot? Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Yishmol. Okay. Rabbi Yishmol holds like Rabbi Akiva. Now, if you don't know what Rabbi Yishmol says, don't worry about it. We're about to explain. Says the Gemara, I inhale with base. The Kusim, the original generation of Kusim, they are called lion converts. What's a lion convert? They did not really convert properly to Judaism. <clears throat> they saw that Klau um, Yisrael was being victorious and coming into Eretz Yisrael. There was also attacks of lions that were uh, coming about, which led them to uh, become afraid. But they never converted out of, uh, out of a, a real acceptance of Avas Hashem and, uh, and Tyra, an acceptance of Tyra. And they actually never really fully integrated the Tyra Sheb into their uh, into their belief system. So he says, Kusim how do we know that they uh, cause her to be puzzled to marry a Kayin? You have a daughter of a Kayin, who's a, a Grusha, Grusha. She has no children. She can go back and eat Shuma. Which means, if you're able to become a widow or a divorcee, you could go back to your father's house and eat Shuma. You also have a Excluding a case of an uh, a, a, a non-Jew, the Evet or an Evet There's no halachic marriage um, outside of Judaism, so um, it's not possible to ever call the person a widow or a diver, or a divorcee. So ask the Gemara if you're going to hold there. I already know that the kid is going to be a mamzer. I don't need you to tell me that she's not going to be fit to marry a kayan. Of course, if the kid has status of a mamzer, I already know she's forbidden to marry a kayan. I don't need you to tell me that. Two separate First of all, kusim and therefore they're not really converts. They never fully accepted 
uh, Yiddishkeit. But he also holds that and Avikacham above as Yisrael Havlad Mamzer. The kid's going to be um, the the child is going to be a Mamzer. Therefore, if you have a regular Jewish woman who has relations with a Kusi, and the Kusi is not Jewish because he's Gary Arayos, the kid is going to have a status of a Mamzer. Says Gemara, Mi Savla but the Zerbelazar agree with this halacha Rebbe Kiva. Bama Rebbe Lazar Even though Bishamai and Beis Hillel argue about a, about a uh, tzara. Um, okay? Now, good is going back to Yavamas. You have two women uh, the Yava, the, the, that are childless and now they're widows from the same husband. The brother does Yivam on one or Chalitza on one. The other one walks away. She doesn't have to deal with the whole situation. They agree a mamzer only comes from somebody whose whose prohibition is strong enough to be a kares prohibition. So you're only going to have a mamzer from somebody where there is a chi of kares. Now here's the deal: if you have a Jewish woman who has relations with a non-Jewish man, there's no kares obligation. It's a love. It's a prohibition. It's forbidden, but it's not a kares obligation, and therefore the child should not be a mamzer. Again, Jewish woman, non-Jewish father, the kid should, does not have a status of a mamzer because there's no chiv kares over here. Rebbe Akiva held, you are a mamzer. Rebbe Lazar says, you're not. So how can you tell me Rebbe Lazar agrees with Rebbe Akiva? Allah rather, ki also rav in amr of chiv barav, amr of yichinon, v'amila amr of abba barzav, amr of chanina, v'amila amr of yaka baridi, amr of yishub and levi, shalash machlekes bedavar. We're going to end up with three parts of uh, three parts of the machlekes in this uh, in this matter. Okay. Now, which matter? The matter of uh, yid uh, of a regular Jew marrying um, marrying a kusi. Rabbi Shmuel says kusim are not really Jewish because they didn't convert with sincerity. And any Kayan that married into them is loses their status of a Kayan. It's like you married outside of the nation. The Kusim made Kayhanim for the Bamais. Okay, which means that they uh, the, the Kusim continued serving, making their own uh, altars, and they in order to make it look uh, valid. They took regular kahanim and had them work. So there were kahanim that kind of assimilated into them, being oh, I'll be a nice kain and, and I'll I'll do the avoda with them. This is referring to the kaitzim, the thorns of the people. And therefore, the rabbanon uh, the rabbanon said the kusim are puzzle. Okay, they're puzzle. They're, they're they're causing all the breaches in the halachas of uh, causing the breaches in the halachas. Of Klaus uh, of Rabbi Kiva Savar, Rabbi Kiva argues in Rabbi Shmuel, and he says Kusim Giri Emesim, the Kusim originally converted truthfully, and therefore any kohen that got involved with them does not uh, lose his status. As it says, they made some of them Mekzaisam Kahanim for the Bamis. What does it mean? It's not referring to a problematic kohen. They actually took for themselves the choicest of the nation. So then one second. So why, if the Kusim are so great, 
that the Imamish wanted to be with the, the Kehanim, why can't they marry into Kla Yisrael? Rebbe Kiva, everything should be valid and up and up. Everything's perfect. Why can't they marry uh, Yidin? Because they would do Yibam with a woman who did not yet move in with her husband. Okay? They did Yibam on a woman who's... Biblically, in the Torah... If a woman has Arison, step one of marriage, and her husband dies, there's a chi of yibum, and the and the kusim followed through on this halacha. and they would say your potter, if you moved in, your potter there's no obligation from chalitza. Now we know whether you have Arison, whether you have nesuin, it doesn't matter what stage of marriage you are going to be. Uh, you're going to be a a uh, yavama. But the Kusim made a drasha from the Pasuk, which we're going to get into. Uh, we'll get into Bez uh, tomorrow. We're going to hold it here. But they, made, they, they had their own drasha that they came out with that there's only going to be Yibam on a woman from Arison and not Nesuin. And since, here's going to be the catch over here. Rebbe Kiva says, really, the Kusim are up and up. But since in this area of Halacha, when it comes to Yibam, they allowed marriages to happen from a woman who really was Yavama. And they said she's not a Yavama. So now she's going to start marrying regular people without Chalitza. She's, a mar- she, she's, she's going to start calling, causing Psulim and Klal Yisrael. And since once you have enough of this issue, it's going to lead to the uh, Yichas problem. So again, we'll, we'll pick up with an explanation of where their drusha comes from. Rabbi Kiva says their conversion actually was completely valid. The whole issue of why not to intermarry is because of, they have a, a halacha of marrying that's causing the problem. They allow Yavamas from Nesuin to just walk away without doing actual Yibam and Chalitza. That's going to lead to issues in their lineage. And we were told, uh, everybody who's not a Kusi was told, stay away now. Because you may be uh, entering an area where there's a Chshash, there's a suspicion of Mamzerim. Now, I want to make one more point and we'll pick up from this point. According to this issue of Rabbi Akiva, this is worlds apart from what we thought. Because before we thought that kusim are not even valid, which means that there's a possibility every single kusi is a definite mamzer. According to Rabbi Kiva's approach, the whole reason why we don't marry kusim, the whole thing is a doubt. Now remember, when there's a doubtful situation, we're a lot more lenient. So how this plays out into what happens if somebody does intermarry with the Kusim will, uh, will be a, a big source of, of this dispute and it will be clarified by Hashem on Matzi Shabbos. Have a beautiful and wonderful Shabbos, everybody.